Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Four in motion. They get it to him. Four in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Moore cuts back. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. It's Wednesday night. It's October 11th, 2023. Brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown podcast is live on the Boiler Breakdown Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Twitter slash slash X. Please give us a follow on all those, a like, a subscribe if you haven't already, at Boiler Break Pod. And if you're listening to this in the near future on your favorite podcast platform, please give us that five-star rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. With all that said, I'm Tanner Lee. Coast Evan Webb is in the house. Webby, how are we doing tonight? Oh, not too bad. How about you, Tan? Oh, not too bad. I'm glad we took an extra day this week to uh, before we record this pod. It's given me plenty of time to reflect and think back. About the game on Saturday, I'm really glad we didn't do like a pod right after the game on Saturday or even on Sunday, because I gotta admit I was a little more heated and fired up about the loss Saturday than I've been in quite some time for a Purdue football loss. Why do you think that was? I think it's because it's just it's what Iowa does. They mm-hmm. don't they play the ugliest style of football, the most boring style of football, and they give you. In a way, they give you so many chances because they don't mm-hmm. do much on offense. But yet, you make one mistake, they're going to capitalize on it. And that's what we saw Saturday. It was a game I just came away thinking Purdue should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And it was right there for the taking, and they just couldn't do it. And I just think in the uh, in the journey for six wins that we want to get to to make that bowl, you know, the, uh, the coveted bowl eligibility, mm-hmm. I just thought we really needed that game Saturday. Yeah, definitely would have um... – made up for you know one of the three losses that we had at home be uh, three losses yeah three losses at yeah three losses at home yep yep would be um, Wisconsin Fresno or Syracuse no or any I mean especially Fresno State but you could argue you know Purdue I mean obviously that one we were in a chance kind of similar position as Iowa we were a chance to to win the game at the end um or tie I can't remember if it was to tie or win the game but yeah it's crazy I, mean, I, had, I couldn't watch the first half or most of the first half, but I feel like, yeah, it's like nothing's going to be going right. But then, you know, two minutes left in the game, we saw, oh my gosh, especially like drive down and actually win if they score and make the extra point. They're going to win the game. And they had almost felt like they had no business doing that because it just felt like Iowa dominated the entire game, even though it really wasn't, you know, not like they were bull by any means. Right. It's just, and, and you look at the stats and, I mean, I, I know you know the legend, the legendary tales of backup quarterbacks coming in to be Purdue. Gary Gotze of Notre Dame against Drew Brees, and and uh, Rocky Lombardi against the Boilers in 2018 yep. after the Tyler Trent game. Uh, but Deacon Hill, in in my memory of watching Purdue football, which is you know I'm 31 years old, so I uh, first 
full Purdue season I can remember was that Rose Bowl year, so you do the math. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deacon Hill's the worst quarterback I've ever seen Purdue go against. <laughs> it, he, he was 6 for 21 for 110 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. And yet, he's victorious. Another right. reason why I was just furious, because yeah. I will, will lose games because of him this year. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you have a QB rating of two and you... Oh, my. I didn't know that's possible. Y- yeah. Um, pretty sure I've done it on Madden a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, when you, if you had told me that before, you know, Deacon Hill's going to have a QB rating of two, I'm like, oh, Purdue's going to win this game. Like, no questions asked. Like, you know, may not be like a blowout, but it'll be, you know, they couldn't do anything on offense, so we should be fine. But, Tom, you said that we had the the one mistake of that huge run right at the beginning, and that, I mean, that ended up being the difference. So, you, again, it just kind of goes to show me it's a long game, 60 minutes, but, you know, every play really does matter because all it takes is just that one play to that could make the difference. Yeah, and it sounded like uh, on Ryan Walter's weekly show, radio show they did tonight, uh, just a few guys were uh, out of position mm-hmm. on that big run, and that that was the difference in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And really, Purdue's offense just kept shooting themselves in the foot. Um, well, like first we like I think we had ball in deep in Iowa, Iowa territory three first three possessions and zero points came out of it. Yeah, you can't do that, especially on the road. No. You're not gonna yeah. come out come away with a. Uh, uh, win very often and you know like especially the first one all we had to do on third down was just not take a sack and we're in field mm-hmm. goal range and we ended up taking an 11 yard sack having to punt the ball what and was then that? we, we did the, miss a field goal oh uh, yeah yes we did yeah i i was following on twitter and i thought i saw some people were complaining about uh um some call that happened on third down that kind of that the card did something that like yeah, so, review it or something, or they reviewed it, or, or I, I was trying to. Didn't really know so what, what happened was they called Hudson down and said his knee was down for a sack. And replay showed his knee wasn't down. He mm-hmm. threw the ball away, and his knee was about that close. Mm-hmm. That's a play that can't be reviewed. Huh? I guess you can't review a uh, uh, knee down. Interesting. Play in college football, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I learned a few things this week from the referees, <laughs> the officials, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was frustrating, and it just—I uh, mean, office just couldn't just couldn't get it going. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, Tyron Tracy got banged up. I thought he would be the difference maker. Um, mm-hmm. Devin Devin Mockaby played a, a, a clean game, mm-hmm. at least uh, as far as ball security is concerned. Uh, but we're just. I thought we'd be an offense coming into this year that hit a decent amount of big plays, and we're just not. Right. Which, I mean, could be for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously, I mean, some of it could be the wide receiving core. I know we had, I mean, what was perceived to be the number one wide receiver. You know, we lost him before the season even began. The FAU transfer, I'm liking his name. Um, Offensive line is serviceable at best, I feel feel like. And, you know, just got even thinner now with Marcus Mimbo you know, going out and that what seemed to be a pretty bad injury. Yeah. Um, which really sucks that he's a, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. one of the better lemon, if not the best, besides maybe Hartwig on the line. Um, yeah. Obviously, Card hasn't been, I mean, he's been pretty, I, mean, he's, I feel like Card has been pretty decent. You know, he hasn't really, I feel like maybe Saturday's probably his worst game. Um, I just, agree. Just the fact of, you know, I mean, there's those times where he's like, he had all day to throw, but they I mean, they're, their defensive backs are doing such a good job of covering our guys. 
was he had nowhere to go, which means maybe you know, like to see may see maybe see him take off and run. But maybe I mean, saw he was pretty banged up going into the game. Yeah, so maybe he couldn't or was afraid to because he want to make it worse. I, I think you're onto something there because I think he would have normally ran a few times, mm-hmm. and it sounded I don't I don't know if he even was a full participant in practice the week before. I mean, mm-hmm. I presume he was, but I don't think he did everything because Tom Dean hurt this this week said like. They had to be careful with him to even make sure he could give it a go. Um, oh, wow. So I don't I don't know how banged up he was. Cause I guess he got banged up in the first quarter of the Illinois game. Played through it, practice, and then there was a lot of times the other day you could tell he really didn't want to get up, but mm-hmm. knew he had to. So gained some more respect for for, for him from a, a toughness um, standpoint. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not gonna get any easier this week no. with the uh, number three undefeated. Uh, number three ranked undefeated Ohio State Buckeyes coming into town, but uh, let's let's still hit on the Iowa game mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, speaking of Hudson, he was twenty five for forty for two hundred forty seven yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Devin Mockby led the team in rushing with eighty nine yards on twenty carries and a touchdown. Dylan Downing thirty nine yards on eight carries. Tyron Tracy Jr. eight yards on four carries, and Hudson was credited eight carries for negative forty. Uh, yards. Uh, skip here on um, on Facebook. We know anything about number two QB? Don't look. He's playing uh, meaningful snap in football. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bennett Meredith is his name. No, he's he's, uh, he's snap. He redshirted last year at Arizona State as a freshman, and then transferred to Purdue. So he has not played a single snap, snap. in a game in college. So um, big kid. Yep. Um, supposedly strong arm kid, but besides that, don't know much about him. And then the third string is Ryan Brown, who is a freshman. True so, freshman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So not a lot of experience behind Hudson, to say the least. No. Uh, Receiving-wise, TJ Sheffield, six receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown. Nice to see him finally get in mm-hmm. the end zone. He had a 45-yarder before half. Uh, Garrett Miller, nice to see him have his best game of, of the year to date. Eight receptions for 71 yards. Really going to need him to step up if Claire is out as, I mean – Sounds like maybe could be season. We don't really know. I mean, I know Walters kind of said something. It was kind of a little convoluted, but yeah, Walters pretty much said tonight not to expect him or Wilson back for yeah. the year. Which so. Wilson that sucks because <laughs> he was playing really well. Yes, for, he was. As, as, as well as you play, I feel like. Well, it was funny. Tim Newton tonight was saying, you know, you get you get this uh, point in the Big Ten season, and you have to rely on depth. And Ryan goes, depth? What's that? Because <laughs> this team has no depth. No. And that's the one thing. Brom didn't leave him with a lot of depth. And, no. and unfortunately, we are. everybody's banged up at oh, this yeah. point in college football. It's, you're at the halfway point. Everybody's banged up. Fortunately, some of our guys are out for the season, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's she's got to be next man up. Yeah, it's kind of always been the tail, the, you know, the difference between like a Purdue versus a Michigan, Ohio State. You know, those guys, they're, they're two deeps. You know, they, they're two, they're guys on their second string would more than likely start, you yes. know, in a lot of other schools. Yes. In the Big Ten. And then it was just kind of just next man versus, you know, with Purdue or, you know, teams similar. Kind of like there is a pretty steep drop off, which yeah. hopefully Walters can fix, but it's going to take time. Uh, Dion Burks, four steps for 19 yards. Really want to see him get going again. He did drop a few balls. Um, Jaden Dixon Veal, nice to see him get in the rotation. Two receptions for 14 yards. Adul Rahman Yassin, only one reception for 14. And he, he kind of dropped the touchdown early in the game. It was one he could, he only put one hand up. If he, I wish he would have put two. I think he could have caught it. He almost caught it one handed. 
Um, then Tyron Tracy, one reception for zero yards. Defense, Nusi Kane led the way in tackles with eight. Thieneman had seven tackles and an interception. Leads the country for freshmen in interceptions. Um, and then a lot of guys one. with one and two tackles. I don't know what publication it was. It might have been on three or somebody, but he was listed as like a freshman All-American, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would think he's got a really good case for it. So mm-hmm. he keeps it up. I mean, he's got three picks on the year. Yes. Yes. So pretty good start to the career for number 31. Mm-hmm. Uh rushing, Caleb Johnson just has a career against Purdue. 17 carries for 134 yards and a touchdown. LaShawn Williams, who had been injured until um, Saturday's game, 13 carries for 74 yards. Uh, receiving, they had two guys catch balls. Eric All had five receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown, and Caleb Johnson won for 13 yards. So their defense did get to Hudson, let's see, two, three, four, five, six times. <laughs> well, it was like they had, was they had zero sacks against a power or against a yeah. power five team coming into this game? They got yeah, three on the year. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of crazy, considering. I mean, usually I was defense is pretty solid, but yeah, it still is solid. It's not yeah. their pass rush just isn't very good, but they got good defensive backs and linebackers, and of course on on uh, on defense they have Cooper DeGene, who was covering Deion Burks most of the day, and he did have one interception, and then we we did kick to him uh, a punt to him three times. Um, we held him to forty five yards on three returns, but that's still an average of 15, but he's one of the most dangerous returners in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about Purdue's missed field goal. Well, Iowa missed two. One was blocked, yep. but they did miss two, which helped us out. So uh, I, I was really proud of the defense at the end of the game, you know, with the timeout situations, everything. If Iowa got one first down, game was over, and, and defense mm-hmm. held them. So they gave offense one more chance, which mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't matter in the long run. But uh, I, I thought I saw some good things out of the defense, just mm-hmm. needing more out of the offense. I thought – and I hate picking on coaches, but I thought Graham Harold. I didn't think he called a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really suspect a few times uh, running the ball. On, uh, one time it was second eight, you ran it. Then third and eight, you ran it. Then we went for it on fourth down. Um, just a few things here and there like that. But but it, it was just frustrating. Uh, you could see on the replays a lot of times wide receivers just couldn't get open. Yeah. Um, and I think we really missed having a second tight end threat of Max Claire out there, but uh, got to adjust and play without him. Cause like we said, it sounds like he's going to be out for the season. So, mm-hmm. so now Iowa travels to camp Randall in a game that most likely the winner will win the big 10 West mm-hmm. and Purdue hosts the Buckeyes who are nationally ranked third five and oh, and they're 19 and a half point favorites coming into Ross said, but uh, Ross Aid has not been kind to the Buckeyes since the year 2000. Purdue is five and three all time in the series. Ohio State's got a big lead, 41 to 15. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it is, it's amazing looking at these numbers how um, how many more games they've played in a horseshoe than they have in Ross Aid. Um, Purdue's record against the Buckeyes all time, Ross Aid is nine and 15, which is not bad. No. With all things considered, in the horseshoe, they're six twenty six and two. Wow! Uh, Purdue's four and six uh, last ten matchups against Ohio State. Uh, the last one being in two thousand twenty one in the horseshoe, Purdue lost fifty nine to thirty one. Um, a game that Purdue's offense didn't play bad, just the defense mm-hmm. could not do anything against the Ohio yeah. State offense. But don't have to remind everybody uh, what happened the last time the Buckeyes came over to West Lafayette. That was in twenty eighteen on October twentieth. 
Uh, Purdue uh, took Urban Meyer and the then number two ranked Buckeyes to the woodshed, 49-20. And that score was probably even closer than the game really was. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you remember about that day, that, that game? I just remember, even though we were going in, I don't remember what our record was. It was losing record. I know, three mm-hmm. and four maybe or something like that. Um, I just remember being weirdly confident, like literally could feel a buzz in the air that night before the game. I just felt like we're going to shock the world tonight. And then just one thing after another happened. I mean, it started with the Isaac Zico one-handed catch and then Ohio State not converting on some fourth downs. And then DJ Knox punched him in the mouth and Rondell Moore punched him in the mouth. And of course, Marcus Bailey with the exclamation point. Um, that's on top of just the magic that was, that was uh, Tyler Trent, the game day feature and everything around that, uh, which I guess game day, which is from Washington this weekend for the Oregon-Washington game, they're doing a feature on Ethan Trent, who is That's Tyler's cool. brother that is a walk-on on Purdue's team, and they'll probably, of course, look back on that night. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Ohio State fans are like, crap. <laughs> why another Why another uh, moment? But look at some other Ohio State games in the series, in the history. Uh 2013 was one to forget for Purdue in Ross State. 56 nothing. I think it was 49 zip a half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 2012, I'll never forget that one. 29 22 overtime loss in the horseshoe, which that was an Urban Meyer team that went undefeated that year but could not make a bowl due to sanctions. 2011, Luke Fickle coached Illinois, or Illinois, Luke Fickle coached Ohio State team. Uh, that game was won by Purdue 26-23. That should say overtime, but it doesn't. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was an overtime game. Rushed for a touchdown yeah. to win. I'm pretty sure also, it was overtime. Oh, yeah, it definitely was, yeah. Because it was like – it was because I'm pretty sure Marv – I don't know if it was a – what was the final score? 26-23. I thought, it was, I thought he like rushed in for a touchdown like or like a two-point conversion because it was like – I feel like he rushed, he got in, and that's mm-hmm. what – that's. Like that was it. Like it was one. Oh, he definitely did. But I'm trying yeah. to pull it up the box score, the recap of that game to see. Because I mean, we we both rushed the field. We've talked about that yeah. on uh, the podcast. But for some reason, the final details are kind of fuzzy to me. Christopher on Facebook says, "My wedding night and watched it during my reception." That's a that's a heck of a memory right there yeah. for the Iowa State game in, in 2018. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get this. I don't know. My internet's being slow. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, November twelfth, two thousand eleven. Uh, that was a late in the season game. Let's see here. We blocked the extra point. I remember that. Um. Yes, it was Robert Mars' one yard touchdown on a QB sneak in overtime gave Purdue a twenty six twenty three win over Ohio State. Ohio State took the oh, ball so first. It made a field goal. Yep. Okay. Duh. Yep. Okay. That makes yep. sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, other games, 2009, a, uh, a one and four or one and five Purdue team. I think it was a one and four Purdue yeah. team beat uh, Trail Pryor and the Buckeyes 26 18. Ryan Kerrigan was an absolute monster that game. 2008, uh, 16 to three loss over in the Horseshoe. 2007 was two undefeated teams playing on ABC. It was a 23 to seven loss in Rossade. Um, 2004, Kyle Orton came off the bench and threw a touchdown to a then freshman Dustin Keller for a game win, game winning touchdown, I should say, 24 17. And then before that, uh, 2003, heartbreaker, 16 um, 13. 
I believe that game was in overtime in Columbus, which ultimately kept Purdue out of another Rose Bowl. Um, year before that, the heartbreaker, the Craig Krinzel, yeah, Falcon Jenkins, fourth yeah. and one, ten to six was the final score. Of that Buckeye team would go on to win national championship. Two thousand one, I don't remember anything about this game over in Columbus, thirty five to nine. Um, and then two thousand, Breeze to Seth Morales, who will be the honorary captain, thirty one twenty seven Boilers. Before that, you had to go back to nineteen eighty eight. Wow. For Purdue's previous win, that was in the horseshoe, which is their last win in the horseshoe, thirty-one twenty-six. So you were you were at Rossade for the Seth Morales. I was. That was my third Purdue game ever, and I only remember two plays from that game. And one of them's Morales catching the other one's Breeze backpedaling and throwing to John Stanford in the corner of the end zone in the fourth quarter. But that that Morales, and I know. As crazy as the Tyler Trent game was and as loud, I think the Morales touchdown was still louder. Because yeah. for one, Ross had held more then. Mm-hmm. And that stadium literally was shaking when yeah. he caught that ball. So I, I I mean I was still so young, I didn't really understand the magnitude and like mm-hmm. what all went into that. I don't remember Breeze throwing the interception to uh to um, Mike Doss, but um I've I've seen it since, of course. I've watched the game since, but um but yes, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, it's a series that Ohio State has dominated, but not so much in Lafayette. And it's just, it's crazy to see. Of course, Purdue has struggled historically against Michigan, but they've struggled against Wisconsin, which is noted. But yet, Ohio State's a better program than Wisconsin, and they've had better luck against Ohio State. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, this this Ohio State team. team's good, yeah. but I don't think it's as good as the 2018 team, and. Uh, maybe pretty similar to that 2009 team, I would say. It's funny too because it's like the fear is real from Ohio State fans. Like you know, if it was oh yeah, one thing, but like there is a legitimate like because just weird stuff happens when it's Purdue Ohio State in Ross Aid. Like just weird stuff happens. So it's funny to see you know you know these fans of this absolute powerhouse dynasty that like are actually kind of like legitimately afraid to play <laughs> a two and four <laughs> Purdue team. Oh yeah, and, and I I bet they wish we were four and two instead yeah. of two and four because, oh, yeah. um, I mean sometimes you know desperate teams come out swinging when their backs up against the wall, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's interesting you know I've heard people say oh well hopefully Ohio State's overlooking Purdue for Penn State next week which I would say yeah I understand that from the casual football fan perspective but. With what happened to 2018, which I know it wasn't a Ryan Day coach team, I don't think any of the members of the roster were on that team. That's all they're hearing about probably like, um, right now. But, yeah, you know they're aware of it. And I would say if they were to overlook Purdue for Penn State, they would have they – they would be more likely to do that if this game was in Columbus yeah. than West Lafayette. And, yeah, uh, throwing to that, you know, I mean, the last – I mean – did they make the playoff? They didn't make the playoff last year. No, they missed the playoff. No, they made it. Oh, they, oh, they, yeah, and, and they, they choked against it. Georgia. Kid missed the field right. goal. Right in the championship. Yeah, I say they haven't the, the playoff last couple of years. So, um, but I mean, it's one of those things. I think like Day's gonna have them ready. I mean, they can't really afford to lose a game outside of the Michigan game because that's I mean obviously the, the biggest game of the year for them. But I don't see them any any chance them overlooking. I feel like that's definitely an urban Meyer cockiness, arrogance type of thing. But I feel like Ryan day is not really cut from that cloth. 
and I don't think we've seen a point spread of this margin against them. I think I don't remember what it was in 2018, but I can tell you it wasn't 19 and a half. No. In 2009, I don't even think it was 19 and a half. And uh, 2011 was probably pretty darn even because that was Ohio State team that was not very good no. for their standards. Yeah. Their standards. So, but looking at their um, quarterback play, Kyle McCord is their main quarterback. He's 93 for 142 on the year. Um, he has 1,375 yards, eight touchdowns, only one interception. So he's pretty careful with the ball there. Um, of course, he has the best receiver in college football to throw to. That I got to be honest, I'm pretty excited to see him play in person. Oh, yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> that is Marvin Harrison Jr., who through five games he has, uh, let's see here, 25 receptions for 499 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, and most of that was done this past Saturday against Maryland. He kind of had his breaking out game. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his uh, Robin to uh, his Batman uh, is not too shabby either. No. In Ebuka, uh, he has um, 22 receptions for 303 yards, three touchdowns. And then also their tight end, Cade Stover, has 19 receptions for 306 yards and one touchdown. So... Yeah, Purdue's defensive backs and true freshman Rodgers, who is now starting in place of uh, Wilson, uh, got to have their work cut out for them, big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> uh, and rushing-wise, uh, Travion Henderson is their leading rusher, which it sounds like he's going to be back. Sweet. He missed the Maryland game. Um, he has 44 rushing attempts for 299 yards and five touchdowns. And then Chip uh, – uh, Travenum, I believe is how you pronounce this. Travenum is how you pronounce his last name. He's got 45 carries for 214 yards and three touchdowns. So, um, defense, their defense is good. It's solid across the board. Um, if there's any weakness to this Ohio State team, it's probably their offensive line, um, which is weird to think about. So, I think <laughs> Purdue might be able to get to the quarterback, but they didn't get to, they didn't get to Deacon Hill as often as they probably mm-hmm. should have. So, um, yeah, Purdue's going to have to have some luck on their side oh, yeah. to pull off the upset. I have to have the ball bounce their way a couple, uh, couple times, probably not more than just once. Um, can't really beat yourself too much. I mean, it really, if, if at all, like just can't give them free points or anything like that just because it's the margin for error is slim to none. <laughs> well, and you got to think, you know, I mean, hopefully Purdue's not overlooking this game for the bye week, which people are probably laughing I'm saying that, but this team needs to get healthy, and that bye week really needs to come. I mean, I'm glad it's coming soon. But with a huge opportunity like this in front of you, you can't overlook it. I mean, you got to – you know, Walter said tonight they've had a good week of practice. They're being smarter with their practices as far as guys who are injured or or positions they're thin at. Um, Just that they've changed a few things up. So – I got to go all hands on deck Saturday and see what happens. Um, for everybody that doesn't already know, the game is on Peacock for the third straight week. So hopefully you've already subscribed. If you haven't already, you're going to need it six, at least six times a basketball season two. Um, it's a noon game. So. I like the so – this is my first time uh, um, watching a game on Peacock because like the uh, – Game before Illinois game, we were, we were there, but I, right. I enjoyed the broadcast. I mean, I thought Jason Garrett, they do a good job. They, yeah, it, it's, it's slick, great. it's slick yeah. looking. The thing I, I didn't like was like in between like the commercial breaks, there were no commercials, so it was just like kind of just annoying. But I, not that I was really paying attention to the commercials, but 
nice to have background noise and the, yes, whatever generic, you know, X screen was, it was a little, get a little redundant. <laughs> well, and when they would play ads, which I understand it's ads for their own programming, right? It wasn't like a national yeah. commercial, which I get. Right. So Patrick Kennedy on uh, YouTube, getting ready for a whooping, a, a, a whooping. I should yeah. Say. Uh, yeah, I hope you're not right, but you probably are right. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the beauty of this game. For the first time all year, I'm going in with no expectations. Yeah. So whereas every other time I'm like texting you guys the morning of the game, like feeling good. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah. This one, no, no, I don't have high expectations. So, uh, but you never know. You never know. My, uh, my mother-in-law is going to her first Purdue football game ever this Saturday. So maybe she'll be our good luck charm. There you go. Never know. Never know. Looking for anything. Looking for anything. Uh, Forecasting. <laughs> Could be a little wet. I see it's 50% chance of rain on yeah. Saturday right now in West Lafayette, which that's not fun. No. Um, not fun to play football in, not fun to sit and watch football be played in. Um, but what can you do? What can you do? So um, with all that said, do you have a spicy slash bold prediction for Saturday? I'm gonna go. I feel like I, I think did I do Hudson card Hudson card thing last week. I'd, I'd love for him to have a. I think you did. Week. No, I won't do that. I'll change it. I'm gonna say Mock runs for 120 and three TDs. Well, he does have have a chance to win this game. Sure, why not? Why not? Um, here's bold. my here's my bold prediction. Purdue will either be tied or have the lead at halftime. Okay. I think Purdue comes out, I don't want to say hot, but they're going to come out motivated, and I think they throw the first punch on Saturday. Now, how do they respond in the second half after that is a good question because historically, if you go look at it, it was before our time, but Jim Coletto was known for having halftime leads or, mm-hmm. or being tied up in ball games, but then second half <laughs> losing or if not getting yeah. blown out. Uh, Patrick, I will. We will take you up on that. So he's yeah, saying if Purdue wins, he's he's got to send us two uh, two Bruno gift cards if if uh, Purdue wins. So we will take you up on that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just I trick plays, whatever it is. I think Purdue's yeah, gonna have to pull some stuff out. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, back to twenty eighteen. You know, that's that wasn't really trick plays, but just like just being fake field goal was. If they feel yes, um, but just like you know, getting guys like Ronja Moore chances to be open in space, so that's kind of what we need to do with with, with Dion guys yes. like that. Like, that's what I think the, the play calling has been lacking is just, is just getting those guys room to move and operate yep. in space. So, like the screens or you know, whatever, like a reverse, whatever, maybe jet sweep, whatever it may be. I think that, that's what's gonna have to change if for example, any sort of chances you gotta just be. You can't do the Daryl Hayes thing like, oh, we're going to play Ohio State brand type of football at Purdue. It just it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason that they do it better than anybody else. But, but, you know, that's the beauty of college sports and college football. You just never know yeah. on any any given – for college football terms, any given Saturday. I mean, mm-hmm. look at what Georgia Tech did to Miami. Now, granted, it was the worst, worst coaching decision oh, I've ever seen in my life yeah, by Mario Cristobal. looking on uh, Harold and – Walters for their coaching. It's like it, oh it could be worse. God, I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine if that was a pregame. Like what I would do. 
the, like, the, the the fact that nobody, uh, assistant, a GA, even a player, didn't say yeah. something, because uh, I never did hear the reasoning. I mean, he had to know the situation. Uh, I just I think I don't Jeff listened to your other podcast and you know our friends. That he actually he he's just what he does. He doesn't he doesn't need the ball, which I don't well, understand. I mean, well, if he's if he's on the edge of getting his uh, walking papers yeah. at the end of the year, that's probably the yeah. Last straw right there. Yeah. But yes, uh, but but where I was getting at was Georgia Tech the week four got beat at home by Bowling Green. Yeah. And turned around and beat a ranked Miami team on the road. So you just, you just never know. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it could, I mean, it's not professional sports where, yes, it's a week in, week out game. But I mean, well, I'm a Denver Bronco. I'm a Denver Bronco fan. Okay. Everybody who didn't know. I have a better feeling about Purdue pulling the upset against Ohio State Saturday than I do the Broncos winning in Arrowhead Stadium tomorrow night because the Chiefs have beat the Broncos 15 straight times. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to turn to Wisconsin Purdue. But uh, like, look, I think Chris Ball yeah. after the game said something like, "Oh, there was, you know, it had, what happened happened. There was, you know, tons of plays before that that could have, you know, it was like that's true. Yes, you're right. Yes, you could. But it's like also all you do is do one thing. Yeah." That no one could stop you from doing. Like, and you you put there. yourself in for a victory formation, the best play yeah. in football, and yeah. you screwed it up. Yeah, you screwed. I mean, I don't know how they recover. I mean, yeah. I gotta think that locker room's a mess. Yeah, I, I think we used to joke like, I feel like it's happened before where like Purdue's been in a situation where they can need the ball and like they like they fumble the snap or something like that. But it's like, yes, it's like you always joke about that, but it's like you literally you you literally fumbled the, the win away like you had one job <laughs> you had literally had one job yep. and you couldn't do it yep and and hats off to Haynes Keene and Georgia Tech for hitting two really good pass plays after that but still still shouldn't been put in that position so no unbelievable unbelievable but uh, let's look around at the country a little bit here uh, some games will start in the Big Ten, of course. Uh, a couple other noon games going on. We have Michigan State with a two and three record traveling to New Jersey to take on four and two Rutgers, who's a four and a half point favorite. I'm going to Rutgers. I'm surprised it's that low, honestly. Uh, I'm going Rutgers as well. Um, and then they're gonna be five and two, one game, one win away from bowl. Uh, <laughs> Fox Big Noon got the uh, two and three Hoosiers coming off of the bye week. Don't even know if they won that. At six, that is true. That is true. And they paid their uh, uh, the guy the guy who's taking over. They paid him a ton of money. Huh, to, and that, I like, saw they hired former Virginia Tech head coach Justin Fuente to come in as an analyst. Interesting. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, they are at number two, six and zero, Michigan, who is a thirty-three and a half point favorite. Woo! Yeah, I think they Michigan wins and covers. <laughs> I do too. I think uh, Michigan made a big statement last week up in Minnesota, beating. I mean, they sunk PJ's boat fifty-two to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game's got that that making of that once again. Yeah. I mean, you, don't, you just. I mean, who they, I mean, they have Michigan State next week, so it's not like it's. I mean, their next three, their three, their next three games are. I mean, kind of this week is Indiana at Michigan State, which is rivalry game, but it's yeah, game night game, rivalry game, prime time, but it's, it's yeah. gonna be ugly. Then hosting Purdue before they play Penn State, so you yeah, think, like I mean, I was gonna say like, if you know if they're playing Penn State this week, you think maybe they're overlooking. Hey, maybe they're overlooking Purdue because it's at, hey, 
Maybe that's the thing. I see a common common theme here. Yeah. Ohio State and Michigan play Penn State after Purdue. Yeah. Overlook them both, take them down. <laughs> shock, via, the shock the world. Hey, Danny Hope did it in uh, yeah. in 2009 and still yeah. didn't make a bowl. <laughs> which I guess we could still beat them both and not make a bowl. That's a that's a trivia. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Would you? Oh, okay. I got you. I want to go for it. Would you rather? lose to uh, Michigan and Ohio State and went out and make a bowl or beat Michigan, Ohio State, and Indiana and come up a game short of a bowl? Uh, I think that. Just Would because, you? just because like, the the hype around those wins. Like, I mean, it would be the talk of college football. Like, they were after in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't – I mean, the 2018 game you had um, – you know, George Colossus was there as a recruit. He was committed already, but then like guys like David Bell were there. Like, so like things like that, like the further recruiting, like I don't think making a bowl is really all that important this year for recruiting. Obviously the practice, you know, for the young guys, which is great. Um, you know, the guys who get a champion, six wins are going to go to Detroit more than likely, like, you know, maybe New York, depending on how things fall. Um, but the, the publicity, and just the absolute like fun and joy of like seeing Ohio State and Michigan lose to Purdue and like potentially because then one is going to be knocked out because they play each other, so one's going to be knocked out like they're not going to make in the playoffs. So again, we ruin someone's playoff chances, which is hilarious. Um, I think I would take that just for the just for the the publicity that would come from just like yeah the, the that night or that day. Like I mean, Purdue is hard college football, which again you can't you can't buy that type of publicity. I think I will take the opposite just for argumental sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, and my argument will be just because six wins has been the goal all year, and <laughs> and getting the younger guys practice yep. when you're building a program. But I totally get what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. we would be the talk of college football at least twice. Yeah, for we kind of had it again. We had it uh, two years ago when we beat Iowa and we beat Michigan State. It was yeah. like further. Like yeah. it was just that whole thing of like you know that whole running gag of like if you're in the rank number two like you don't want to play purdue because it's you know it's, trouble follows you so like yeah. I, I think i think if you're ranked you don't want to play a jeff brown team on the road i think jeff brown yeah. proved that against notre dame the other yep. night yep. So. yep yep uh going back to the big 10 games illinois um their season is spiraling oh, uh two and four at five and one maryland who is a 14 point favorite I think Maryland absolutely rolls in that game. <laughs> I do too. I think they score early and often. Yeah. So UMass, uh, what's the one in six? Oh my God. At, <laughs> at number six, five and oh, Penn State was a 41 and a half point favorite. I, I think they'll win by like 50. Yeah. The fact that it's, they're giving an ESPN match gives, gives UMass a 1% chance of winning is shocking to me. I think it'd be like 0.01%. So uh, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Penn State's legit. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, Iowa, 10 point underdogs. This They have 5 1 record. They're at 4 and 1 Wisconsin. 10 point underdogs, 4 o'clock at Camp Randall. I think the winner of this game uh, is will be the big. 10 West winner, and I think Wisconsin comes out victorious in this one. I think Wisconsin rolls in the I, man, rolls may not be. I guess the, I think they cover just because I, I don't think Iowa can score with them. Um, you know, Wisconsin's coming off a of bye week, so they've had two weeks to prepare. Um, yeah, Deacon Hill is 
is an insult to the quarterback position. <laughs> it, it's just so frustrating because, you know, everybody makes fun of Brian Ferentz. And granted, you know, it's due. Warranted. But, yep. but then, a warranted, thank you. But and then, uh, more times than not, they beat you. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I can't make fun of them much guess, for us the rest of the season. The only solace to do that game is that they didn't score 25. Like I was just like, right. don't be the first game where they're scoring more than what his average needs to be. Like, don't be the reason that that average bumps up a little bit. Right. Right. Keep it, which he's going to keep his job. Uh, Patrick on YouTube said he's never seen Brom smile so much nowadays. I think he's a pretty happy guy uh, where he wants to be. So yep. he's always one. And, and I haven't rooted for Louisville too often. I've rooted for him twice this year, and I'm I'm done with it. I mean, they yep. they did what they were supposed to do against Indiana and Notre Dame, especially against Notre Dame. Because yeah. in the end, they didn't play that good. But Notre Dame, they played no. pretty darn good. They played pretty darn good. All right, top 25 matchups. You got Arkansas, who's 2-4. and four. A lot of people are saying they're going to be sleepier this year in the mm-hmm. SEC with K.J. Jefferson. It hasn't really happened. At 5-1, and one, number 11, Alabama is a 20-point favorite. I think this is one of Saban's worst Alabama teams, but I think they win and cover that. I, I'm right there with you. Syracuse, who is 4-2 uh, and two and got absolutely throttled. By uh, North Carolina last week, mm-hmm. they now travel to number four, Florida State, who's five and zero, and Florida State seventeen half point favorite. I think Florida State covers that. I do too. Uh, Dino Babers doing what he does: start mm-hmm. off hot and then just nosedive. Yep. Uh, here's an interesting one: California three and three at number sixteen, four and one Utah, who's a eleven half point favorite. Give me the Utes. I like the Utah team. I think. You know, I was talking uh, earlier this week on my other sports podcast I do. Um, we were trying to hey, – Co- Coase and I were trying to decide who's going to be the Big 12 favorite next year mm-hmm. with the realignment. It's probably going to be Utah. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's going to be more of a basketball conference. It's going to be really weird. It's going to be a really good basketball conference, especially if they remember that they're like trying to potentially get Gonzaga, which is mm-hmm. – I mean, you look at like a top <laughs> tier of Kansas, Gonzaga – Texas is legit. I mean, Kansas State, obviously. They Texas will be gone. Oh, that's right. They're, but Arizona's in now. Arizona, yes, yes. I mean, that's a yeah. like Yeah, Kansas State has yeah, got a team. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. State's been decent. Yep. TCU's had, I mean, yeah, wow. Baylor? Yeah, but, yeah I about Baylor. <laughs> Jeez, God. Yeah. Well, even even uh, Houston? You can't count, yeah, count, count, count Sampson. BYU's had some decent teams. Uh, Cincinnati, I mean, that's that, that is a really good basketball conference. Basketball. Too bad basketball only pays about five percent of what <laughs> you know football does. But um, speaking of the Big Twelve, you got five and one, number twenty three ranked Kansas at three and two Oklahoma State. Jayhawks are a three point favorite on the road at Stillwater. Give me the home team. Give me Oklahoma State. Gundy. No he, he could use this win. He needs yeah. to get the momentum going again there. I feel like his program's kind of run a little stale. Mm-hmm. Um, How long has he been there? Well, he so was we'll- 40 in 2007 mm-hmm. when he did that press conference. So, <laughs> a while. 16 years. Wow. That's crazy. And that's and I don't think that was his first year at Oklahoma State then. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will take Kansas in that one. Uh, good game here, four and two Texas A&M at number nineteen, four and one Tennessee, who's a three point favorite. Surprise, Tennessee's only a three point favorite in this. Um, man, I want the Aggies so badly, but I think Tennessee gets it done. I'm right there with you. I want Tennessee or Tennessee to lose, but I think they'll win. 
by far the best game of the weekend and the college game day game. I mean, there's some other good matches, but this one's a really good one. Number eight, five and a Oregon at number seven, five and a Washington, who is a three point favorite. I'll take home team Huskies. I am too. I think Oregon's more of the complete team, but I think Penix and Washington's offense finds a way to win the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, the winner of this game, as long as the quarterback plays well, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, they'll be right there in the Heisman mix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number fourteen, Louisville, who is six and zero at one and four, Pittsburgh, Louisville, seven point favorite. Again, like seven and a half. <laughs> let's look at the Cardinals' schedule. After at Pittsburgh, they host Duke, they host Virginia Tech, they host Virginia, they go to Miami. Then they host Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So four of the remaining six games are at home. No Clemson, no Florida State, no North Carolina. And all their tough games are at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, at Miami. Um, yeah, okay, but, yeah, yeah. but but really, for a ranked team, that's a horrible mm-hmm. game environment. So don't be shocked, folks, if we see a one-loss or even undefeated Louisville team going into the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me want to throw up. <laughs> We could see Jack Plummer in the playoff. <laughs> and Derek Miller. Nothing against Jack Plummer. Yeah, and nothing against Jack Plummer, but wow. Yep, 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 yep. I think they roll because Pittsburgh on pitch is not, not that is not that good. But if he, if he makes playoff, he's got to go to the NFL, right? <laughs> Brob, Brob, he's got to leave after one year. What else he got to do? You never get top right. that season. Yeah. No, he will get like a. $200 million all guaranteed <laughs> from bourbon and horse racing money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll take a Louisville this one. Uh, a few more games here. Arizona, who gave USC everything they wanted and more in a triple overtime loss. At number 19, Washington State, who's 4-1. and one. Cougars are eight-point favorites. I like them to cover that. I do, too. Uh, Auburn three and two at four and two. Number twenty two LSU, who's eleven point favorite, and they uh, beat Missouri and save Brian Kelly from his seat heating up. Yeah, for the moment. Which I, I keep seeing their quarterback's name in like the Heisman, like high up in the Heisman. Like I feel like I feel like you don't. I mean, I, I mean, obviously they're ranked, but I feel like you don't really see a guy who's they've already lost two games like be that hyped up for the Heisman. Usually it's always the guys who are on the undefeated teams or playoff teams, but I mean, LSU's there's no, I mean, they, I can't see them making the playoff unless they somehow run the table. And yeah, Jaden Daniels, which he is injured right now with the ribs. I don't know mm-hmm. the severity of that, but he had tons of hype going into the season. Yeah. So I think LSU covers though. I do too. I do too. Um, they beat the Tigers last week. They're trying to beat the Tigers again this week. That's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, speaking of the Tigers that they beat, Missouri, 5-1 uh, and one at 5-1, and one, number 24, Kentucky, who is two-and-a-half-point favorites, and they got humbled by the two-time defending national champ, Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to see he bounces back. Who'd you take? I'm sorry, you cut out that. Kentucky. 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 I'm thinking Kentucky yeah. as well. Uh, 7.30 NBC. That's why there's no NBC Big Ten night game this week. Uh, number 10, 6-0 USC at number 21, 5-2 Notre Dame. If it was any other team at 5-2, um, they probably wouldn't be ranked. Uh, Notre Dame's a three-point favorite. This line has flipped from earlier this week. Uh, USC's defense can't stop a nosebleed, so I think oh. Sam Hartman and Notre Dame will score some. 
Uh, but in the end, I got to go with the best player in the country, and that's Caleb Williams. I'm right there with you. Yeah, Caleb Williams is. I'm excited to watch this game. Um, I haven't had a chance to really watch much of USC this year, so I'm excited. He to is see. fun. Yeah, he's he's my home ask for college. Homes, yep. <laughs> he throws off balance. He'll probably somehow end up as a Raider. So it's just <laughs> so just just some some way. So then it's gonna be my homes Herbert and Williams, and I'm just gonna. No, I'm not. I could do a whole podcast with itself. I'm broken. I'm broken, Evan. I'm broken. Turn. I'm broken. I'm broken. Hey, give me the uh, Trojans. Yes, USC for the what is it? The uh, Jewel Chalele or whatever they play for. I can't even tell you that they played any yeah. other for trophy. I just knew that there was obviously a, a, a yearly game, but yeah. Uh, number twenty-five, Miami. They don't deserve to be ranked after that debacle. Uh, four and one at number twelve, five and zero. Oh. North Carolina, who is a three and a half point favorite, give me May and the Tar Heels. Absolutely, yep. I think he will be the number two quarterback chosen in the draft, assuming Caleb Williams does come out, and he's no slouch either. I think he's going to be no. pretty good. All right, two more games here. Number eighteen, future Big Ten member next year, UCLA, four and one at number fifteen, Oregon State, who is five and one, and Oregon State's a four point favorite. Give me the Beavs. I'll take the Bruins just to be different. And yeah, the future uh, uh, Big Ten teams, um, all four of them combined one loss right now, ranked <laughs> 18th, 10th, 7th, and 8th. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, North Carolina State 4 and 2 at number 17, Duke, who is 4 and 1 and a 3.5 point favorite. Give me the Blue Devils. Give me the Blue Devils. Yeah, I don't think we touched on that last week. Produce future no, schedules. Yeah, I'm talking about 2025. <laughs> well, let me pull it up here. Uh, oh, my Lanta. It is got to get difficult, boys and girls. Um, but hey. It's gonna get, uh, fun road trips, though, for pretty fans. I mean. Oh, no fun. doubt. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> but it is. I mean, uh, I mean big, the Big Ten's always been big boy football. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it's going to it's gonna get. <laughs> Oh boy! Cowboys. <laughs> oh God! Um, come on, their future schedules. Come on. Really? Does ProduceSports.com do they not have this part updated on their website? Oh God! Am I gonna have to go find it on Twitter? I can get you. I got you. All right. Thanks. Should be too hard to find. Yeah, because I like going on producesports.com and getting it because it'll give me the non-con teams too. All right. Uh, so 2024. Obviously, we don't know dates yet. We just know home and away, which, so, I mean, first off, our non-con next year is, is not easy either because we have no. at Oregon State, who's ranked <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that I mean doing next year, but still. Right. Um Home against Notre Dame and home against Indiana State, I think, is they're back on the schedule. So yes. <laughs> I do I do know the non-con order is Indiana State, Notre Dame, Oregon State. Okay. But I don't know about the conference schedule. Yeah. But our home games next year in conference are Nebraska, Northwestern, Oregon, and Penn State. Our away games. <laughs> 
are Illinois, India, which I think Illinois, and India are protected every year. Yes, thank God. Thank God, so we got those. Got those guys on the schedule. Can we get a third? Can we get Northwestern, please? <laughs> at Michigan State, at Ohio State, and at Wisconsin. So we get to see Wisconsin and Purdue for another year. Um, because that, that was bad. We're never gonna beat them again. <laughs> no, we're not gonna play them every year. We're not. We're never gonna see it. In our last that, that was bad. You should check out the 2025 schedule. Where yeah, we're at Notre Dame in the non-con for sure. Um, then we play at home, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, Rutgers, USC. Thank God, Caleb Williams will be gone by then. <laughs> it won't matter. It won't. <laughs> then away we go at Michigan, lovely at Minnesota, at Northwestern. At Washington, so hopefully Washington won't be good by 2025, but they should be. I mean, yeah. all this this is going to help all these programs with recruiting and stuff. But I'm still just so curious for football and basketball about these West teams coming out east, because mm-hmm. like Matt Painter was saying for basketball the other day, yeah, it's going to be adjustment for everybody, but more so those teams because mm-hmm. they got tra- they're going to travel more than all the other teams. Yeah, yeah. So and then, like, also you look at just like I mean, I've heard this talked about too about like the whole super like potential super conference thing where you know the powers you know the big boys from all the big conferences saying screw the instant we're gonna have our own thing, but like no matter who's in your conference, you gotta have a bottom feeder like and like so you look at like Ohio State, Michigan, USC, like the you know the the big brands of college football, it's like. I can't imagine more than two of them. I guess the playoff is expanding, so there's that. But like, you know, there's a chance that some of these teams kind of fall off just because of the fact that they're playing so many more teams. You know, it's not like Ohio State has a chance to you know play three <laughs> Big Ten West teams every year. No, the, there's going to be some beating up on each other. I mean, yeah. I mean, I you know, I understand it sucks, but I understand why the Big Ten did this. Oh, they're almost guaranteed. Yeah. Well, especially with the playoff expanding, they're guaranteed a couple teams probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, one team at least, maybe two. I think they said like they're gonna do like the the Power Five champions. I believe they said yep. this, and then yeah, yep. like, then just the next next best teams. Yeah, so I mean, they're just giving themselves more, more, mm-hmm. uh, more teams in the fight there. So it's just Purdue's got to find a way, and I think the staff can do it recruiting wise and in the portal. Mm-hmm. You got to find a way to stay competitive. You can't get left in the dust. You don't mm-hmm. want to be Northwestern, Indiana. I might even throw Illinois in there mm-hmm. the, the way they're going because you get left in the dust. It's going to be hard to get back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, eight wins, something like that would be a heck of a season, I think, mm-hmm. with some of these schedules. But all it takes is catching lightning in the bottle once and see what happens. Yep. So, But, uh, you know, we can't do anything about it. We got to roll with the punches. It's the way college sports are going. Um, it just will impact Purdue more so, I think, in football than basketball because I think mm-hmm. Purdue's – Pretty darn good shape in basketball, no matter who, who they, uh, who they add. And, and I laugh at the people that say, "Oh, someday Purdue's gonna get kicked out of the Big Ten. No, they won't. They're one of the founding members, if and anything, it's the big boys leave. And yes, yeah, yes. Purdue's not leaving the Big Ten. Yeah. No, and and okay, you're gonna kick arguably your best program for basketball, at least time being out. Right. Right. No. And once again, I know football's the money maker, but you know, no, no, no. nobody's it, going. Well, there was at Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC. You know, now maybe even you know Washington or Oregon, depending on the, the, when it happens. Like they'll leave and join Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. 
A&M probably Auburn, like, you know, Florida state, they'll, they'll join whatever super conference to say a few to the NCAA, whatever they do eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'll be interesting. Um, but uh, going back to the Purdue-Ohio State game, once again, it's noon on the Peacock. So if you don't have that uh, streaming app, um, for one, go ahead and do the free trial. Or two, if if you have kids, ask if they have it, maybe, because you can use – that's what my parents did. They're using my account, so we had two going at the same time, no problems. Um, so multiple ways you can you can watch, pretty much, I'm saying. Um, anyways, get it. Just, just go ahead and get it. Uh, but um, noon, Peacock. Ohio State, Purdue, 19.5-point favorite for the Buckeyes. Score prediction and MVP of the game, Webby. This is like the one time that I feel like I might actually pick Purdue to lose just because just just feeling just devastated after that game on Saturday. And, you know, yeah, I don't know, just not feeling <laughs> super confident. Um, yeah, I think, Ohio, I think Ohio State gets it done. Um What's the spread again? It's 19. I mm-hmm. let me get Purdue benefit down. I think Purdue covers. <laughs> I'm gonna say thirty-five twenty-one Ohio State. Um on the Purdue side, mock because I said he's gonna score three times. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Ohio State 41, Purdue 24. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, Purdue's either going to be tied or in the lead of half. And then mm-hmm. second half, Ohio State's got to kind of stretch it. They did that with Maryland. Maryland was leading halfway through the third quarter in that game last week and then kind of got out of hand. But also at the same time, Maryland was up 10 nothing in that game and threw a pick six. Mm-hmm. If Maryland doesn't throw a pick six and goes down and gets another touchdown, it might yeah. be a whole different game. So yeah. Maryland punched them in the mouth early. Um and I still think Maryland would win the Big Ten West if they were in the Big Ten West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're not. But they're not. So, uh, but we will be there with smiles on our faces at least before the game yep. <laughs> uh, on Saturday and hope for the best. And hey, if we win, maybe we'll go on the field again. Yeah, done go. it before. We've done it before. So, anything else you want to hit on? Do you want to hit on? I, I, I mean, I, I took away a few things from Big Ten Media Days for basketball, but nothing really newsworthy. I mean, yeah, it's, no, they, really, these yeah. events have come so made for TV anymore. It's just yeah. not what it used to be. Yeah, if I, I, mean, I haven't really watched much of anything. Uh, it sounded like I know, like last year, kind of Painter opened up with some jokes and stuff, but it sounded like he yeah. didn't really do that this year. I mean, rightfully so. You know, everything about Purdue was like, you know, hey, you had a great season last year. However, but you know, but yes, you know, how do you? I mean, it's just like which I mean, these guys are. I'm sure they've been. They've heard it all off season. I'm sure they've been prepped by, you know, Foreman and the SID team of like, hey, like be ready because this is not going to end until you, you, you know, get that monkey off your back. Um, but I, I know Brian Newbert had an interview, I think, with Robbie. I want to check out. I haven't checked it out yet. I want to, I do want to watch that just because it's Robbie. Um, it was cool to see Lou Jack there asking yeah. for a new, I think it's um, Evan Turner saying, it's like like beyond the Big Ten or something like that. Yeah, because like, Aaron Kraft was there for Ohio State. I saw when they <laughs> just want to punch something. Um, it sounded like there wasn't even a whole lot of media there, anyways. It was in Minneapolis, so it's like you know, it's gonna be an awful Big Ten tournament. It's gonna be like zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Stupid. let's go to Minnesota in March. <laughs> but but remember about that when I'm playing when it's in LA. Remember remember like oh yeah. So at least like that's like you know. 
you know, for families roughly around spring break time, like, so you could make a trip out of it with the family. True. It's not like you're going to go to like, you're not going to spring break to Minneapolis. Um, it's like Joe Kim Noah talking about Cleveland. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, at least like LA is like kind of like a destination, I guess. I've never been there, I don't have, I don't have a reason for not great things about LA. I'll go to other places in California before I go to LA first. Yes. Yes. Um, but at least it's like, hey, it's LA. There's like at least a draw to it versus again Minnesota in March, where it's probably still snowing and sleeting. Because it very well could be like that in Indy and Chicago. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. At least, at least, like, at least Chicago and Indy are pretty central for everybody and yep. great. I mean, Indy especially is a great host yep. city. Um, yeah, I mean, media days. It, yeah, I don't really. I used to get super excited about it to see what people say, but at, at this point, I'm like, I don't really even care. Like, I doubt anything. No one's gonna say anything. Like. I mean, as parent joke last year, everybody says they had a great summer. They're super excited about their team. Like, yeah, the same. Um, I think what Newbert had a little funny comment about, like, when coaches say this is a fun team to coach, it means they just suck, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just coach, they really suck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not like, on anybody's team anymore with these, with all the transfers. And- I know. It's, it's re education all over again every year anymore. Yeah. Um, I just realized I forgot to give an MVP for my predictions. Did, yeah. um, I'm kind of bouncing around all over the place here. Uh, 24 points for Purdue, 41 for Ohio State. Uh, uh, Dion Burks. Dion Burks. Bounce back game. I like it. Yeah, bounce back game. Bounce back game. So, uh, anything else you want to hit on? Uh, my wife asked me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Um, give a decades episode to our, our little cat Francine who we had to put down last weekend. It was a kind of a very sudden and, and a bummer. It's one that we miss her a lot. And I like to think with my wife being an IU fan, her buying a dog in Bloomington and our other dog being a mama's girl, I like to think that Francine was the uh, other boilermaker in the household with me. <laughs> hey, maybe she will be the lucky, yeah, the lucky we'll angel that, yeah. on Saturday. So, so, yes. Yes. Yes, I want I want to look back on this and remember it as the Francine game. Oh, do it, yeah. So, yes, yes. So, well, we cannot do this podcast without our two great sponsors, and one of those being the uh, being the I about said being the Boiler Break podcast. It has been a long week, everybody. <laughs> uh, with without uh, without one of them, who is Mad Mush? Mad Mushroom has been serving Boilermakers. Since 1994, right in the heart of West Lafayette, they're ho- known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whatever Andrew, Evan, or myself like to go, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer while trying out their pizza of the month, which for the month of October, it's a dessert pizza, everybody. All you pumpkin fans out there, take advantage of the f- this one. is the pumpkin spice pizza. It's the dessert pizza featuring a sweet pumpkin spice pie mix topped with roasted mini marshmallows and finished with walnuts and powdered sugar starting at the low price of $14. So if you get two of those or if you get one of those and another pizza or one of those and a cheese stick or wings or grinders and get your bill above $20, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you and you get $5 off your order. Same thing online while using the uh, discount code BREAK. Five. I'll put it up there for everybody to see. That's B R E A K, all caps five, or in online, or like I said, in person. Just tell them the boiler breakdown sent you five dollars off any order over twenty dollars. That's Mad Mushroom, madmushroom.com. Feed your head. Evan's got a cool looking uh, the script drum, world's largest drum there t shirt. I got a Purdue Pete football hat, and I think we got these from the same spot. I think we did. A place called the shop. 
Uh, the shop's been bringing sports and hometown apparel to fans since 2011. Their humble beginnings in the garages. They've worked their way all the way up to two, not only two retail store locations, but an online store. Um, they make comfortable shirts, makes everybody happy. I mean, it, it literally some of the most comfortable shirts I've ever owned. Um, they hold up really well. They fit great. Uh, they're located in Car. Indianapolis, uh, the Indianapolis location is down in Broderpool, as well as online at theshopindy.com. They make the best shirts, period. Next time you're shopping online, it's, I mean, Christmas is right around the corner. It's coming up. It is um, coming look up. At, looking yeah. for, if you're looking for Purdue gear, you know, IU gear, Butler gear, DePaul, Wabash, uh, India State, you know, Pacers, Colts, Indi- Indianapolis got... football. I don't know if it's a true. It's a true yeah, but uh, they got license. a pretty cool, pretty cool Gardner Minshew shirt yeah, on there. I'm not cold saying, but that was a pretty sweet shirt they yeah. they just released. But if you're looking for you know a gift for someone, um, next time you're online, use the code promo code breakdown and you get 25 percent off your entire order. Yep, take advantage of that um, from now through hopefully April. Hopefully not yeah. March. Hopefully April, but especially right now with the holidays coming up because they are approaching very quickly. Oh yeah, it's um, crazy. Yes, well, I think that's all we got for tonight's episode. But let's uh, let's shock the world again. Make lightning strike twice. Let's crack crack, the nuts. The, crack <laughs> them nuts and boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Buckeyes. Boiler up.